ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين Anybody know which surah I just started? This is the first surah of the Quran after Al-Fatiha. So when all of us are going to go to Aisha at the masjid on the first day of Ramadan and we're going to stay after Aisha, that's what we're going to hear. They're going to start Surah Al-Baqarah, the first surah of the Qur'an. Surah Al-Baqarah talks about a cow. Al-Baqarah means a cow, right? But that's not the topic of the surah. The mention of the cow is to mention how some people, they found all sorts of excuses not to follow instructions. They were told to do something and they said, no, but I don't understand, I have a question about this. Which color is the cow? What kind of a cow does it have to be? And they started asking questions that they didn't really need to ask, but they were just asking those questions to delay following the instructions. And that's not the right thing to do. Rather, that incident of the cow is placed in Surah Al-Baqarah, among many other things, for a reason. There's an instructions. There's an instruction that comes to Muslims. Is that we have to fast the month of Ramadan. That instruction is also in Surah Al-Baqarah. The main theme of Surah Al-Baqarah altogether is the building and the construction of the community of Muslims. Much of the Quran talks about faith for a person to believe in Allah. Surah Al-Baqarah is talking about how a Muslim Ummah developed by the revelation of the Qur'an. So the first ayah that I just recited was, this, this is the book. Actually, no, that is the book. ذَلِكَ kitab. That is the book. That's a strange way to start the beginning of a surah, or the beginning of a book for that matter, because the Qur'an is a book. The first thing it says is, Alif Lamim, that is the book. As if we were asking for a book. As if there was something, you know, there was a reason people were already talking about the book, and the, the book says, that is the book. That's Surah Al-Fatiha. In Surah Al-Fatiha, we ask Allah the most comprehensive dua. Guide us to the straight path. So right after that, after you read Surah Al-Fatiha in the Qur'an, you turn and you begin the bulk of the Qur'an, the big surahs of the Qur'an, and you read, that is the book, فِيهِ هُدَى لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدَى There is no doubt about it, this book has guidance. You're just asking for guidance, that is the book that will give you the guidance. And then Surah Al-Baqarah continues on and on with many things and instructions for the development of a good, healthy Muslim community. And so, the placement of the ayah of Ramadan is very, very important. 
the way the ayah of Ramadan came in the Qur'an, as well as the way the ayah of Ramadan came in the story of the growing Muslim ummah at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Do you know when the ayah came? When did the ayah of Ramadan came? It's actually one ayah. You know the five pillars of Islam, right? La ilaha illallah. How many times in the Quran does Allah say La ilaha illallah or something of that sort? Don't do shirk, don't worship idols. It's like almost every page. How many times does Allah mention salah or zakah? You know Surah Al-Bayyina already has it. Then a few other surahs that you've memorized have it. That's many places in the Quran. Ramadan, fasting Ramadan is mentioned only one time. Just that one page in Surah Al-Baqarah. And it's a very specific placement of that ayah. So let's start from the beginning of that story. The way Surah Al-Baqarah tells us. Remember when Ibrahim built the Kaaba, with his son Ismail. They built the Kaaba. Tayyib. What does that have to do with Ramadan? It's just coming a few pages down. Ramadan comes. Ibrahim is building the, building the Kaaba with his son Ismail. And they're saying, Allah, accept this act from us and show us what is the right thing to do for us as believers. Show us our rituals. Show us how we should live our life as believers. You're the one who knows and has all the wisdom on how to live a good life. That's what they're saying as they're building the house that Allah has instructed them to build. When the first people settled in Mecca, they all believed in Allah, Tawheed. Ismail, السلام, he was a prophet. He taught the message of Allah, Tawheed. There's only one God. But then what happened after a couple thousand years when Rasulullah was living in Mecca? Did they worship one God? They had 300, over 300 idols because it was a business. They made a business out of religion. So things started, you know, building up to remind that community in Mecca. This place is sacred. This place is a very special place. And the reason Mecca is thriving, is wealthy, is safe, is, is honored in all of Arabia, is because of the Kaaba. So you know what happened? An army gathered. The army was coming from Yemen. And the general had gotten elephants from Africa. First time elephants are stepping foot in Arabia, possibly. And this is an army coming with elephants. And they're coming with one intention. Leave none alive. Crush everybody, destroy the Kaaba. Did the people in Mecca have to fight? They didn't even have to fight. Allah sent birds to wipe out the army and leave the elephants. The elephants were not harmed. The elephants actually stopped. They stopped marching. Allah sent that so that they wouldn't have to fight. Actually, the people of Mecca, they weren't going to fight. They all ran to the mountains for their, for their life, basically. They ran for their life. That, that event, Allah mentions at the very end of the Qur'an for a reason. The message is that, hey, why is Mecca so safe? Because the Kaaba is meant for Allah, for the worship of Allah alone. So turn back to Allah. That same year that the, elephant, the army with elephants was wiped out to, to send the message to the Quraysh that, hey, 
This is the Kaaba. This is a very important place in the world. This is the one place Allah has chosen, chosen to build His house. The first house of worship of Allah. That people will go for pilgrimage, for hajj, until the day of judgment. This is a very special place. And it was meant for the worship of Allah alone. That very same year that that event happened, Rasulullah was born. Like Allah is paving the way for something great to happen. For thousands of years, the people have been worshipping idols. At the place that Allah had decided was going to be the symbol of Tawheed, they were worshipping idols. SubhanAllah. So now, one step at a time, that was the army, the, the, the event of the elephants came. Then Rasulullah wasallam, as he's growing up in Mecca, he's realizing there's something wrong. Like I was discussing last week. There's something wrong. People are not following the message of Allah. There's something wrong. He went and retreated in the cave of Hira. And that's when the revelation came to him. Step by step, Allah is building up to restore Tawheed and build a community of Muslims. Allah has, has told Ibrahim salam, that he, he by himself is an Ummah. Because the legacy that he started by building the Kaaba and by his legacy of Tawheed in all of his life, that is the example that he has set for all the people who worship one God. You know what they say here in America? The three monotheistic religions, the three religions that worship one God, they call it the Abrahamic faiths. What an honor. Ibrahim is known throughout history by all people to be the one who established worship one God. Allahu Akbar. And now, Allah is sending the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to restore the legacy of Ibrahim. So as you read at the end of the Qur'an after Surah Al-Fir, Surah Quraysh, فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ You read, إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرِ In Surah Al-Kawthar. Allah is instructing His Messenger. Indeed, we have given you a great blessing, something huge we have given you. And that is, among other things, that Rasulullah is coming to re-establish and fulfill the legacy of Ibrahim So he's instructed to pray Salah for Allah only and to make sacrifice. Just like Ibrahim was instructed to sacrifice his son. That's the instruction given to Rasulullah Read two more surahs. What happens then? The story continues, right? Rasulullah has grown up. Now he has received revelation. Now Allah is telling him that you're doing something great here. You're re-establishing the legacy of Ibrahim. So, Surah Al-Kafirun, after about 10 years that he's giving the message to the Quraysh and they're just not hearing it. Only about 100 of the people of the Quraysh actually became Muslim. They're not hearing it. And years are going by and they're oppressing them even more. So now Rasulullah is told to say, look, we have our religion and we're not going to compromise. You can keep your religion. We will see. It looks like you don't want to follow the message. It looks like you don't want, you're bent on following the religion of your ancestors, which was wrong. So, okay, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Keep your religion, I'll keep my religion. We'll see what happens. We'll see who is on the right track. We'll see, like we say in Surah Al-Fatiha, إِهْدِنَ الصُّرَاطَ mustaqim. We'll see who's guided on the straight path. Tongues of people entering into the religion of Allah, following the right path. Actually, the majority of the people of Mecca 
eight years later, turned back to Islam. Even some of the people who had attempted to assassinate Rasulullah they turned into Islam and they became Muslim. A great victory. And now Rasulullah is coming back to Mecca without spilling any blood. A victory like you've never seen in history and never after even. He came in to Mecca peacefully. And he came and he was sitting on his camel and he knocked down the idols around the Kaaba. There was no hatred. There was no conflict. Everybody just accepted, wow, this is really why the Kaaba was built. Subhanallah. Where does the ayah of Ramadan come in all of this? Because I told you when I started, the placement of Ramadan in the Quran and in the story of Rasulullah is very, very important. Let's start with in the Quran. Allah talks about Ibrahim building the Kaaba. Al Masjid al Aqsa is also sacred. So he was always he always went to the place in Mecca where he could be facing the Kaaba, and then further down the way, a few thousand miles, is Al Quds. So he's facing both. But now they've traveled north to Medina. And so if they face the Kaaba, they're going to be facing south. If they face Al Quds, they're going to be facing north. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was looking up at the sky. He didn't even complain, but he felt that, you know, I'm, t- I'm facing towards that way, but the Kaaba is the first place that you, Ya Allah, have instructed my ancestor Ibrahim salam to build for your worship of only you. So Allah said, Allah revealed the ayah. Right after that in Surah Al-Baqarah, right after the mention of Ibrahim building the Kaaba, Allah revealed the ayah that now we're going to turn the Qibla towards Mecca towards the Kaaba. That's the place in Surah Al-Baqarah that is the reason why we're facing this way when we're praying. Because Allah has instructed us. This is the development of a community. A community of Tawheed. A community of fairness. A community of justice for all people in the world. A community of tolerance. And they're turning towards the Kaaba. That is the direction of prayer. Very soon after that in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says that believers... Fasting has been mandated upon you. You need to fast. And then Allah says, Ramadan is the month in which the Qur'an was revealed, therefore that is the month that you shall fast for the whole month, for the whole 30 days of the month. So now, the capital of this community has been established. The Qibla was turned to Mecca, the Kaaba. Then, the Qur'an came down and Allah established that the month when the Qur'an came down is the month that you will fast. What comes at the end of Ramadan? Eid. The yearly celebration. You know how every country has a special day that they celebrate? They celebrate the 4th of July because of building this country, right? The same way with Muslims. The reason we're fasting Ramadan is because that is when the Qur'an came down. The Qur'an is the constitution of the Muslims. And so Ramadan comes with Eid as a celebration, as a national celebration. National holiday, you could call it. To celebrate the Qur'an and when the Qur'an was revealed. Subhanallah. That's where Surah Al-Baqarah comes in the Qur'an. And so in the story of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, very soon after they traveled to Medina and made the Hijrah to Medina, Allah revealed the ayahs of fasting. 
the ayahs of fasting Ramadan. To establish that this is how you're going to grow as a strong community, as a strong believing community. Alhamdulillah, الذي هدانا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله. We thank Allah for guiding us. We would not know which way to take if it weren't for the guidance of Allah. Subhanallah. So the Quran and Ramadan are there as a symbol of establishing a strong community of Muslims. And Ramadan was one of the first instructions that came in Medina. Once the Muslims have established themselves in Medina, there's no more oppression. You can establish a community. That's when the instruction of Ramadan came. For all the Muslims to build a strong community. How does Ramadan help you to be a strong community? How does Ramadan help all the individuals in Good Tree Academy, all the students in Good Tree Academy, to grow into a strong personality? A leader. Someone who's going to help bring a strong community. What does Ramadan have to do with that? Ramadan is the month and the time of the year that there's a vibe in all the masajid. That everybody's trying their best to do two things. To turn to the Qur'an because شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنَ And to fast because فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمُ Whoever witnesses that month should fast. There's a vibe in all the masajid to turn to the Qur'an more and to fast those days. What does it mean that you're fasting? Does anybody not want to eat? Does anybody not want to drink? For the whole day? Everybody wants to drink. All of us, we feel thirsty and hungry when we're fasting. We want that drink. We want that food. But we're saying no. We're saying no. We're putting control to our desires. If you are able to stop yourself from eating and drinking for the whole day just because Allah said so, then you will be able to stop yourself from any wrongdoing because Allah said so. That's why لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Fast will help you to be mindful of Allah. If you're able to control yourself for Allah over food and drink, then you'll be able to control yourself for all other things. The only way that a group of people can be strong is if they are disciplined. The only way that a person can be a leader is if they are a disciplined follower first. They follow instructions. That's how you can be a leader. That's why Ramadan is so important. Ramadan helps you to reset. Reset your bad habits and turn them into good habits. Control yourself and don't just follow every one of your desires. Because you have a higher purpose in this life. You're not here for no reason. Allah did not design the body of the human being for no reason. Allah does not reveal the Qur'an for no reason. You're here with a purpose. And the way to become strong, the way to become a leader, the way to be successful in this life and the hereafter, is to control yourself and turn to the Qur'an. To fast and to turn to the Qur'an. رَبَّنَا بَلِّغْنَا رَمَضَان Oh Allah, make us reach the month of Ramadan. رَبَّنَا وَبَارِكْ لَنَا فِيهِ Oh Allah, give us blessings. Shower us, shower us with your blessings throughout the month of Ramadan. Ameen. رَبَّنَا وَتَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا Oh Allah, our Master, accept it from us. Make it so that all of us come out of the month of Ramadan as a stronger person more disciplined, more able to lead a community when we grow up.
Amin. Amin, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana wa awzi'na an nashkura ni'matak. Oh Allah, push us to be thankful for the blessings you've given us. نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه and oh Allah push us to do good deeds that you are happy with وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأقم الصلاة